Everybody and welcome to a special WrestleMania episode of the Casual Wrestling Community Show. Coming to you from the Area D Studios in San Antonio, Texas. This is the single greatest casual wrestling podcast on the internet. I am still your notorious pay-per-view champion and host of the show, Nerdy D. 61 days and counting, Lauren. For now. For now. Not real confident about my picks. This, I'm this super movie. fucking confident, we'll so see. fuck you. And joining me on the ones and twos, working the mics and cameras, is my better half level up, Lauren. What's up, y'all? Each and every week, we take you on a journey through the world of professional wrestling, all while learning from you guys, the CWC, through your comments on social media. Make sure to like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, at The Casual Wrestling Show, or subscribe on your favorite podcasting network. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. Make sure to leave us a little review, say what's up, just make yourself heard, uh, help us get inside that algorithm. It is finally time to make our WrestleMania 38 predictions, but first, housekeeping. We are going to be... In Dallas, Texas, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I have had a few people reach out and contact me just to say what's up and see where we're going to be. Most of the time, we're going to be around the convention center area at the uh, Super Shop Fan Access, whatever the fuck they're calling it this year. And then Saturday afternoon, we will be at uh, RCW and supporting some local wrestling and Saturday night, we will be watching WrestleMania either in our hotel room or at a Dave and Buster's, depending on how crazy that is. Yeah. Hey, man, this has been uh, this is a crazy, crazy ride, right? I mean, this is this is the last time we talk to people pre WrestleMania. Yeah. After the next time we go officially on the CWC podcast, we will be on the other side of the biggest wrestling event of the year. Yes, sir. It's it's crazy to think like this started like we started this show what like six or eight months ago. Yeah, and it's been a it's been a fucking crazy journey. Like we were on a raw detox at one point. Yeah, you remember sure. like there was a point where we, we would just not would not watch Monday Night Raw. Then we got the draft, shook up the shows a little bit. There there were people. There were people calling me a WWE hater at one point. Yep, an AEW mark. They were calling me an AEW mark. And then uh, I, I guess just in watching, I found I kind of got back into the rhythm. And I, you know, the WWE product is the product I like. Mm-hmm. I still watch AEW on and off, uh, get what I don't see from Jay Knows Wrestling. And, and that's kind of the journey we're taking. But but this is just the beginning of this this podcasting and wrestling journey for us. Cause like, I, I mean, I fall in love with this, with the wrestling world, with the people we're meeting. Yeah, we've, definitely. We've weeded out a bunch of the bullshit, a bunch of the fucking idiots and trolls, and they still find their way back in. And we just, you know, we fucking flick them off like fleas. We shoo them away. And, and we've got now a core group of good people, right? Sure. Like people like we got, we got Andrew and Corey who are, who are two people who've listened to the show who have become what I'd call like online friends. People that I bounce ideas off of on, on, before I even go on the microphone now. I'm yeah. talking wrestling with them like like we're friends, not even as like a as a podcast host, just as like I like to get their opinions and, and, and hopefully they like to hear what I have to say. It's become cool, right? Like mm-hmm. shout out to people like Hyper X who has continued to listen to the show and, and helped and, and, and been willing to do whatever. And, he, and, and we're going to get back to the... The, the SmackDown theme song, March Madness. It's just with WrestleMania yeah. that's been put on the back burner. We'll pick it right back up. And HyperX is going to be uh, definitely really involved with that. And I'm looking for other ways to get HyperX involved in our show. Because I want as many people involved in what we're doing as we can. We've already got uh, Jano's Wrestling. He's contributed to the show for the last three weeks. And I hope that doesn't stop. I'm, I'm fucking grateful to him for contributing his talents weekly yeah. and allowing like allowing that his brand of comedy and, and fun to be a part of what we do. Because I mean, sometimes I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm that funny. 
Mm-hmm. So he adds he adds more humor and, and just a different personality, and, and then to like people like Bailey uh, Bailey Fuller, who who's been fucking ride or die for this show since since we started, and there's many more people right, and there'll be many more people on this journey. But like I feel like at this point in time we're a freight train, we're no longer just like we're, we're not just a car, we're a freight train moving down, and I we've got so many ideas, and and I'm I'm ambitious. I don't like, like, I can't stop this. This is addicting to me to see how far can we push this idea? An idea that started off as kind of a joke, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll do a little bit of wrestling content. I used to watch wrestling and then falling back in love with the sport to all of a sudden being like, I, this is so much fun. Uh-huh. I love this. And so I'm going to put blood, sweat, and tears into this channel to try to build something that everybody who listens can be proud to be a part of. And I'm going to continue to try and get other content creators involved in what we're doing so that it can truly become a community. And post-WrestleMania, I've got multiple ideas for new shows we're going to be piloting, right? Yeah. Uh, After tonight's show, for the first time ever, we're going to be debuting CWC Dark Match which is an after show where we're going to talk about, we'll talk more casually. It won't be so structured like this show is, but we'll talk more casually about any news we didn't hit. I'll even kind of give my feelings on how I think the show went. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I sh- shout out once again to Bailey, who suggested that me and you do a, a special 2K GM mode series. Awesome. So we'll do kind of a one-off season of that, probably like eight episodes, 15 weeks. Uh, we're gonna figure out the logistics you say you beat me yeah yeah i don't think that's gonna happen this is there's a wealth remember at one time i was the savant of pro wrestling i've yeah but i got like pure dumb luck that's not a lie that's probably (laughs) that's true uh i want to do a documentary watch along series whether it's live on twitch or whether we just you know get together and talk (laughs) about it i so many things i want to do want to do a game show a snake draft game show similar to the Barstool snake draft show, but I want to mm-hmm. focus it only on professional wrestling. And I want to get uh, personal friends of mine involved in that. I want to get uh, new people I've met on the internet. I want to get Jano's wrestling. I want to get HyperX. I want to get WrestleMania. I want to get, like, there's so many people that I need to reach out to and see, you know, if gauge their interest in doing some things like this and working together. Because, I mean, I'm... What I love to create content. I don't love TikTok. I don't love the the talking straight to the camera shit. That's not me. I like to produce finished products. So if I can involve these people in some finished products, I think, man, we the the, the there's no glass ceiling we can't break through as, yeah. as a community, right? But the thing that I'm most hyped up about for Lauren, the thing yes. that I'm most hyped up for, is that I'm going to be starting a CWC WWE 2K. 22 universe yeah and the way this is going to work it's not it's not the typical thing where like it's not a league i'm not asking everybody for time and to show up and to fight matches what i'm asking for is i want anybody who listens to this show and any content creator and anybody on the internet if you have wwe 2k22 i want you to create a character doesn't have to look like you but something that just it, it, it kind of it envelopes who you are, right? And, and name it something we can recognize and submit that character to us so we can create a, a roster of people of recognizable faces or names at least, right? Yeah. And, and I will be the commissioner. You've already created your wrestler for, uh-huh. the, for the, uh, the universe. And we'll put together a, a universe that it'll be fun to see our, our friends you know, fight like, in drop and we'll, we'll completely let it simulate itself. Can you imagine like a, a main event with Jano's wrestling versus Hyper X for the crazy. most for the most notorious wrestling belt in oh, the whole industry? Only if Jay had the bandage on his. Oh, face. he's got to have the bandage, or at least the tattoo, one yeah. or the other, or the makeup, right? Yeah, whatever it is, Jay's got to. It's got to be there. He's got to rock his gimmick. Yeah, and and I'll post the rules and requirements for that in the next couple of weeks. But I want to get this up and running quickly. Uh, I think we'll max out like character development at level ninety. That way. You can't just like boost everything. You've got to be particular with what you want. And I've already got like seven belts created. I've got oh, rings awesome. created. I've got arenas created. I got everything. It's all ready to go. So that's, I'm super excited. We'll jumpstart that in the next uh, couple weeks. 
Um, the WrestleMania Notorious pay-per-view uh, contest is now live. It's been live for a couple of days. I've seen a couple of submissions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you could go to IamNerdyD.com slash contest and fill out uh, that whole... It's a little like online form. You fill out, you put all your answers in, and then after WrestleMania, we'll calculate if we have a new champion, which I suspect with the amount of matches and the lack of information, I don't know if Corey has it in him to go back to back. I'm not, I don't, I, don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if Corey has it. Can someone dethrone Corey, our current notorious internet pay per view champion? Time will tell. We're fucking what? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're fucking four days away. Ooh. Oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's overreact to this week's wrestling. Now that uh, right. now that I get all the uh, the informal shit out of the way, the, the business side of it, where I got to be professional and be nice <laughs> and talk and tell you guys about all the cool things we're doing. Now I can come out and be who I really am. And the first thing I want to say is give me my one camera right here. Give me I'm my on. one. Is this I'm my on one? It, yes. This is my one. You're give on me my it, one though. right here. Fuck Everyone, fuck everybody who said that Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch was not going to be built around hair versus hair. Bianca cut off fucking Becky Lynch's hair. This is pro wrestling. This is the shit they do in pro wrestling. It's a rite of passage. It doesn't matter if you're white. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're Asian, Indian, Mexican. It doesn't matter. This is wrestling. This is not about race, right? Fucking Becky's hair is gone. That hair ain't coming back. She's got a new haircut. Looks good. But that hair is gone. She cut that hair off. And the way I see it in professional wrestling, it's a fucking eye for an eye. And Bianca's hair is as good as gone. It is snip snip. And it has swayed every opinion I had on this match. And when we get to predictions, I'll let you know. But like, this is not going the way I saw it. I love it. I thought Bianca's hair was the first to go. Becky's hair goes. This is exciting. I think, I man, I am so hyped up for WrestleMania. I am. And, and I fucking got tons of hate the last couple weeks for, for being excited. Like, right? People are pissed off that I'm excited. Let me be excited. I don't care what the fuck gets you excited. If if four foot nine guys flipping around the ring with a dinosaur and Tarzan, if that's what fucking gets your motor going and you like AEW, more power to you. I'm not mad at you, right? But I'm excited for WrestleMania this, this week. I am hyped up, and I believe that Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, they're out to steal the show. They're not just okay having a match. Bianca and Becky, they want they want to be the ones talked about. And how do you do that? You snip snip. Snip the ponytail. It's gone, Lauren. She's even switched to the cool new the, uh, the cool new braids, right? I, that was the first thing that I noticed. I mean, I said, yeah, God, it's gone. If they're not they doing it, they're teasing the fuck out of it. And I'm okay with that too, right? You got me so invested and then you hit me with some kind of swerve i'm okay but did you did you sniff a little bit of a bianca heel turn no oh man i got i, I got vibes from that i didn't see i it. got heel turn when she got the scissors and there's a little bit of a little bit of frustration in her face i started sniffing out a bianca heel turn and i was not one who was pro bianca heel turn until i saw her in an all-black outfit that's oh. the bad guy's outfit. Ooh, I don't think I all up black on that at all. That all black glitter outfit, pulling out them scissors, snip, 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 snip. I don't know if people will ever feel sorry for Becky Lynch. I don't believe that's possible. In fact, they 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 chanted, "You deserve it." When her hair got cut off, yeah. Oh I don't know God. that anybody deserves to have their fucking hair cut off, right? No, like she deserved it. What, what has she done but fucking put blood, sweat, and tears into these matches? Mm. What has she done to deserve getting her hair chopped off? Well, she did slam her in the throat with a chair. But that, that was retaliation for... And, and look, I am Team Bianca. Let's get this fucking straight. I'm all about it. That's 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 my number one in WWE. I'm not revealing my team yet. I, I'm that's not... So I'm not, th- that's not an official pick. That's that's like, that's like voting with my heart is Bianca. I, when I get to my pick, it, teaser... It's probably not Bianca anymore. Well, my heart is with Becky, but we'll Ooh, see what my pick will be. 
that, and that's what I have written down here is how confident are you now that Bianca walks out of WrestleMania the Raw Women's Champion on like a level on one to ten? Well, how confident are, are you, you asking? Yeah, that Bianca walks out. I mean, I like Becky, but I think it's gonna be Bianca who wins. <sighs> we have very different opinions of this match. Yeah. Uh, it feels to me right. like Becky could sneak out with a title. I might change my opinion by the time we get to that. <laughs> Seth Rollins got the call into Vince McMahon's office this week. He got called yes. to the principal's office, right? To daddy's office. It's weird Daddy, energy, though. Daddy McMahon. It's weird energy when, like, one of your top stars gets zero reaction when he walks into Vince McMahon's office, but Austin Theory is his protege that he's taken under his wing. Like, Seth Rollins is the fucking man. When Seth Rollins walks into a room, you fucking acknowledge Seth Rollins. You, I mean, you see what I'm saying? You don't just, come on, man. But I think this just built it built up even more this, like, annoying heel persona that Seth is playing, even though mm-hmm. it feels like he could be making a slide towards the babyface side, making way for what I've been saying is is... Man, uh, Seth needs, he's hes in a main event, right? They said he needs a main event. That's what Vince said. Yeah. Now that they've they named like seven. But they haven't di- said who though. But they've named seven different main events now. True. Everything they say is now the main event of WrestleMania. I, I had a weird prediction and that's like, what if, what if it's time, Seth's out in the ring, he's waiting in the ring, music hits, it's Shane McMahon. You think? Well, so the, like the rumor the is, work rumor is well, hold on this. Hold on. Let me build to where sorry. I'm going. Go, go. Let me get where I'm going. Okay. Oh, shut up. So what? You don't have to shut up. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You didn't say that. I said it. All right. Just get that clear. I didn't say that. So let look, music hits or Vince comes out. He says, I got an opponent for you. Boom. Music hits. It's Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon walks down that aisle. The fucking building is livid. There are boos and boos and boos. And Shane gets down there. He's he's doing his thing. And in some form or fashion, midway through the match, fucking Cody comes out, costs Seth Rollins the match, and we have a new authority structure with Shane McMahon, Cody Rhodes, uh, Vince McMahon, whoever, throw over who the fuck you want in there. But we get a new, it's time for a new authority in WWE. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done with Sonya Deville and I'm done with Adam Pierce. They're boring. Get them the fuck off of the TV. Put Sonya back in the ring because she's way more enjoyable when she's wrestling. And let's get some kind of faction going with Cody Rhodes and Shane McMahon. And boy, the heat that will come off of that would be fucking insane yeah but i am i'm still confused when i look like i look at this card right and i look at this card and i go who the fuck is out here disagreeing with me that this wrestlemania isn't on a god tier level like i'm convinced there's just people who want to dislike wrestlemania no matter it doesn't matter what Kenny Omega could fucking show up and they'd still shit on WrestleMania because they think that's the cool kids thing to do. It's the IWC thing to do, right? Shit on WrestleMania. It can't be good. Seth Rollins possibly versus Cody Rhodes. Fire. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch after Becky Lynch had her hair cut off. Fire. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Title unification, fire. AJ Styles versus Edge, fire. Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens and whatever the fuck you want to call it. (laughs) Is it a match? Is it a segment? Who the fuck cares? It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's not. We've been getting Steve Austin the last couple years. We haven't gotten stone. This is Stone Cold. Stone Cold. You heard him on Rich Eisen. He's coming back to stomp a mud hole in Kevin Owens' ass. True. Fire, right? And I even think, as much as I shit on Charlotte Flair, and as much as I shit on Ronda Rousey, and I've lowered my expectations, I get the vibe that they're going to surprise us. If we don't put them in the main event, if we don't force them to go on last, let them open the show and set the tone, probably going to be fire or at least mid right and then we get the icing on top of this cake because that's a fucking solid wrestlemania cake right there yeah and then you start putting icing on right and you get pat mcafee 
versus Austin Theory, which I think sleeper match of Sunday. Pat McAfee is going to go above and beyond. Pat McAfee may walk out, may not walk out. Pat McAfee may be wheeled out on a fucking stretcher because he leaves it all on the line WrestleMania Sunday. He's not going out there. Pat McAfee's not going out there to put on a fucking stinker. He's going out there to fucking steal the show. Believe that. Believe that Pat McAfee is going to go out there when the bright lights turn on. That fucking man is a performer and that man is going to steal the show along with Austin Theory, who who is another guy who I'm sure is not content just being in the middle of the WrestleMania card. This is the night when people compete. True. And those two are going to compete for that spot. And then we have Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. The Miz, man. The Miz is so fucking underappreciated and underutilized and under, not utilized. WWE knows how to utilize him, but he's underappreciated and then the fans don't show the respect. Yes, it's a celebrity match, right? Logan Paul. But we got the video of Logan out there practicing wrestling. Logan's an athlete. This isn't your typical snooky. Yeah. Logan's an athlete. He, he's done some boxing. He's done some wrestling. Logan's going to be just fine when he gets out there. The weakest person in this match is Dominique Mysterio. It's not Logan Paul. If you want to be pissed off about anything, it's that we couldn't get fucking Rey Mysterio a better partner than Dominique Mysterio. And that's not a knock on Dominique, right? He just, he's, he's missing something. He's got to get out of his dad's shadow. And and I'm, I'm hoping that's what this is, right? I'm hoping this match leads to finally the tease we've been getting of the Mysterio's breaking apart stop being the 12 year old kid that has to get daddy's permission to like drive the car and go out there and be a grown-ass man dominique because he's probably he's probably super talented we just don't get a chance to see it Mm -hmm. now we do have to acknowledge the bad right because no matter what there's gonna be some bad in in every wrestlemania card and the the bad is what the fuck there's no intercontinental championship match and there's no United States title match on the card, right? Mm-hmm. Allow us to bow our heads and take a moment of silence. We, we should take a moment of silence because the intercontinental belt feels like it's a death sentence for whoever <laughs> has it. It's what it feels like, right? When Shinsuke Nakamura has it, he disappears. He's gone. Now that Ricochet has it, he comes out and he has to lose clean to Austin Theory to build up the Pat McAfee and Austin Theory match. They didn't need that. You didn't have to feed Ricochet to him for that. Yeah. I think that all of that is a testament to how good this card really is, is that you don't need those belts. And the WWE, look, you guys, we got to quit kidding ourselves. They don't place any prestige on those belts anymore. Those belts are just there so we can say we got a couple more belts. I mean, what you could replace one of those matches possibly with like a Damian Priest, Finn Balor, mm-hmm. or a Ricochet and, and whoever the fuck's left on the roster because when I go through it, I can't find anybody to match up uh, Ricochet with, right? Yeah. Saw people saying Seth Rollins, but Ricochet doesn't have that cachet yet. Mm-hmm. It'd be a great match. It'd be a great wrestling match, but you guys got to understand, WrestleMania is not necessarily about the best wrestling match. It's about the biggest, right? The stupendous. What, what's going to get the most fucking eyeballs on the product, and, and that's it, right? And those guys, they're going to get to wrestle on day one of WrestleMania because yeah. SmackDown is essentially day one. It's the pre-show of WrestleMania. <clears throat> we got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, uh, where I'm sure we're getting some kind of intercontinental title match. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, uh, what are we complaining about? We're, we're also getting a wedding at some point in time, right? I mean, yeah. we're getting two Monday Night Wall weddings. Congratulations. Need that. Congratulations are in order for Reggie and Dana Brooke and Tozawa and, T- and Tamina. And it sounds like we get Reverend R-Truth is going to officiate it. I can only imagine, like, little Jimmy has to be invited to this thing, right? Yeah. Do you know who little Jimmy, little Jimmy is? No, I was just oh agreeing with little God. Jimmy. Little Jimmy, yes. at one point in time, R-Truth uh-huh. created an imaginary friend. And he was named little Jimmy. <laughs> and at one time, R-Truth even wrestled little Jimmy in a match. Mm. R-Truth is probably the greatest wrestler of all time that just nobody nobody gives him the fucking credit for. 
He wrestled nobody. He wrestled an invisible friend. He's, jeez, man, we need more R-Truth. Get him out of that 24-7 title picture. Let's get R-Truth in some bigger matches. Let's bring little Jimmy back. Let's do something with R-Truth, right? Come on, little Jimmy. I hope he's invited to the wedding. He should be the ring bearer, right? I think so. But uh, where, where are the rings going to go, though? If he's you know what sharing? we need to do, Lauren? What? Since you handle, you know, I've, I've, I've given you the title of booking for this show. Yeah. Can you reach out to WWE and see if little Jimmy's available for an interview? Uh, yes, I will. Let's see if we can't next week get little Jimmy on the show for some form of interview. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, then last but not least, we got some AEW stuff. So this week uh, in AEW, Tony Khan Apparently, rumor is he tried to reach out and sign Chris Rock to an AEW contract for that beautiful segment at the Oscars. Uh, He reached out to Will Smith, but upon hearing that Will is six foot two, Tony passed and said that he he might make Adam Cole just look a little bit too small (laughs) in the ring, right? Yeah. Uh, But that's enough of my fucking opinions on AEW. Here's uh, Jay Knows Wrestling with your AEW recap for the week. All right. Oh, hey there. Sorry, I was told the makeup on my tattoo was too bright last week. But it's your boy Jay from Jay Knows Wrestling, and this is This Week in AEW. Just a heads up, not very much is going to happen in AEW for the next several weeks because a pay-per-view happened, what, like three weeks ago now? And we don't have another pay-per-view for a couple of months. So TV, not going to be very exciting. But let's get into it. CM Punk beats one of the guys from FTR. Some of the ass club interfered in the match. So next week we're going to get FTR versus the ass club. Chris Jericho says we will never see Santana, Ortiz, or Eddie Kingston in AEW ever again. Then we got some of the random guys from the Hardy family office taking on, or no, the Andrade family office. I'm sorry taking on the Hardy Boys, Darby Allen and Sting. Darby Allen got thrown down some stairs. Jeff Hardy climbs the ladder. The referee was holding the ladder, but still scolding Jeff Hardy for climbing the ladder. Once Jeff Hardy got up there, he climbed onto a rafter and jumped through the Butcher and the Blade and landed on a bunch of conveniently placed t-shirt boxes. But anyways, the team of the Hardy Boys, Sting, and Darby Allen beat some of the random guys from the Andrade family office. When are we going to get the Hardy Boy, Sting vs. Darby Allen feud? Who knows? Nothing else really happened. Brian Danielson and John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, are now called the Blackpool Combat Club because that's some kind of tribute to William Regal, apparently. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte did a page all over the TNT Championship. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Page and the Women's NXT Championship. Only do so if you're 18 or over. If you're under 18, please don't ask your parents to do so, and please do not do that. Adam Cole beat Jay Lethal in their first ever matchup. Also, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia beat two of the random guys from the Dark Order. But the only big thing that really happened on Dynamite was MJF's contract supersedes the AEW contract that Wardlow just signed. So MJF is going to keep Wardlow at home forever. Then we get to Rampage. And not very much happened there either. Nyla Rose beat somebody really quickly. That was Serena Deeb's spot. So, not quite sure what's going on there. What else happened, really? Um. Oh! Dustin Rhodes! Gold Dust. 84 years old, but still able to beat Lance Archer. Lance Archer did rupture one of the eardrums and give five stitches to the 115-year-old Dustin Rhodes. Fuego Del Sol learned how to summon the House of Black. The team of Aleister Black, well, Malachi Black now, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews now, and Brody King. They all started beating down on Fuego Del Sol. Then, after that, 
the Dark Order came out. All 122 of them. And they just faced down the House of Black. Please do not give us that feud. Please do not. Then after that, the team of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Red Dragon with Adam Cole. So the Undisputed Era minus Roderick Strong. But anyways, Red Dragon beat two of the random guys from the Dark Order. Thought that happened before. But afterwards, the three guys from the Undisputed Era beat down on all 226 people from the Dark Order. And the Jurassic Express come down for the save. That's the Dinosaur and the Jungle Boy. Then Adam Cole steals their Tag Team Championships. Goal accomplished. Remember a couple weeks ago, I think he stole Hangman Adam Page's AEW World title. So now technically, yeah, technically the Undisputed Era, minus Roderick Strong, have all of the AEW titles, except for that TNT title, but I don't think they really want that now, do they? Then Swerve Strickland loses in his AEW debut to Ricky Star... No, it wasn't his AEW debut, was it? It was his second match. I'm sorry. But he lost to Ricky Starks. The match was for the FTW title, so we knew something crazy was going to happen. Powerhouse Hobbs interfered quite a bit, but Ricky Starks beat him with the rock, paper, scissors. Then after the match... Guess what happened? The AEW Special! When Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stark start beating on Swerve Strickland, and some guys came down with a banner to be like, ah, oh, Ricky Starks, this is his hometown. Keith Lee busts through like the Kool-Aid man, and then we get Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland starting to beat on Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. We will never get the big man match between Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs, will we? Because up next is going to be the tag match. Then it's going to be Keith Lee versus Ricky Starks. Why can't two big guys face each other in this company? Please tell me. But anyways, that was this week in AEW. And I apologize if the cover-up on the tattoo is too shiny again this week. <laughs> that was my first time hearing that one this time. I liked it. I like to be surprised by those. <laughs> Me too. That's the fuck. It's so I much. I loved his exaggerations. 84 year old, 115, well, Dust, the 200 Dustin Rhodes people. kept getting older. And yeah, the Dark Order kept getting more people. I love I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jano's Wrestling. Hopefully uh, they got bad weather going his way. Oh, no. That, that, that storm that's coming through Stay safe. Uh, the United States. Hopefully he's good. We'll check on him tomorrow. Make sure he's okay. Yes, sir. Uh, let's jump into the dirt sheets for the week. What you got for me? All right. So unless you've been living underneath a rock, everyone at this point should know that Triple H has retired from in-ring competition. Um, so in an appearance on First Take with Stephen A. Smith, Triple H detailed his health struggle last year relating to issues with his heart, including a near-death experience. Due to his condition and the fact that he now has a defibrillator, don't think I said that right, Triple H will no longer be able to participate in any wrestling matches moving forward. The news stunned some in the wrestling world, but pretty much universally, uh, people reacted to the announcement by celebrating his career. So the part of this that I wanted to focus on <sighs> is the part where it says that some people were stunned by this news, right? Because I have zero issue with those who want to celebrate the career of Triple H. I mean... Even if he practically buried every wrestler that he came in contact with and caused China to basically go crazy to each their own here nor there, whatever. If you like Triple H, you like Triple H. Uh, but it's never cool when bad stuff happens to anybody. But who was this audience that was stunned by this announcement? And I saw these people. It's they, These people existed. I saw lots of well-known IWC like uh, social media, wrestling, whatever commentators who, who pretended to be shocked or sad or, or can't believe we're never going to get certain matches. And like, I thought when we first got this news, and this was a couple months ago, we first got the news that triple H had some sort of, some sort of heart issue. Yeah. I thought we all knew that was it. Yeah. Like I thought we knew, cause it wasn't, it's not like he got hit in the head. You know, it's not like I hit in the leg. It, when you have a heart issue, 
that's that's kind of the end of it. Like I don't think you fuck around when your heart's when your heart's playing games, right? And yeah. what was really left for Triple H to do? Like what are we really sad about? Bury Cody Rhodes? Like come back and bury Cody Rhodes because of what Cody did with the 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 his AEW entrance where he kind of mocked Triple H. That to me, that's about all there is. What this seems like to me, and it kind of sucks, but I get it. It's marketing, right? It feels like this was a weird marketing tool. WWE knew would get attraction and knew would would get a reaction from a lot of people. But it, like it's ESPN and WWE just looking for like a little bit of like social media clout. Because I mean, let's be real. When you when any kind of heart issue, you're not wrestling again. You're not getting slapped around the ring. And I knew when they said it, it was more than like a minor procedure. What else you got? All right. So apparently Tony Khan and Golden Boy MJ of, of AEW, MJF, had a heated discussion over an interview with Ariel Hawani, uh, where MJF praised WWE and Bruce Prichard and talked somewhat candidly about the possibility of going to WWE in 2024. So the hour-long interview covered various topics from his contract, his status with AEW, um, him liking <coughs> WWE's Bruce Prichard, and more. Um, in 2024 is when MJF's deal expires, which looks to be a big year in the pro, es- pro wrestling industry. As WWE reported, they have an interest in signing um, the AEW star, but MJF admitted he's not afraid to stir the pot until his deal is up. Okay, so if you haven't watched this interview on Ariel Hawani's show, go watch it, not right now, finish this show, but after this show, go ahead and go watch the interview because it, I like, I try to hate on MJF every so often. And, and I think it's the IWC's fault, right? But MJF is a student of this game called pro wrestling. He's got it down to a science. And when he talks, everything makes sense. And this interview made me appreciate MJF all over again. It, I mean, I said it. It's literally the IWC that turns me off of MJF every time I get excited about him because it's, it's almost like they fucking nut all over him and claim him as like their AEW, like, like, they take ownership over him. If I could just have like a special TiVo type machine that would only film the MJF parts of AEW, I, I legit would pay for that service to be able to just watch what he does. And I've questioned at times that uh, this has been my opinion. Could MJF operate at a high level within the rules that the WWE confines wrestlers to? Cause it's definitely two separate sets of rules, right? You got, you have the AEW rules, which allow blood and cussing and, and kind of like a, you can go past that line of decency. And then you have the WWE rules, which are more reserved, more family friendly. You can kind of step up to that line, but don't cross over it. And after seeing this interview, I am 100% convinced that the dedication and the IQ of MJF, he, and I'm a casual fan. So take what I say with a grain of salt. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of wrestling. I don't have a long history with like where MJF came from, what he did before AEW. So he's relatively new to me, and I've been introduced to him in the last six months. But I'm positive from a casual wrestling point of view that he can operate in any space. And if I was a betting man, I would bet at this point that at some point in time, he ends up in WWE. Rest, the lights of WrestleMania, they're just too big and too bright. And that stage is too big and bright. And, and it's alluring. And, and WWE is a spectacle. And, and when WrestleMania comes around and you start seeing the separation between WWE and AEW, right? Yeah. AEW's big events, they're fun. And they're, they're based so heavily around like wrestling. But when you see like the WWE's big events, they're spectacles. They're every wrestling company in the world is trying to dip their toe in to this WrestleMania swimming pool. There's events everywhere. Every AEW wrestler is going to be at WrestleCon, right? Mm-hmm. Just the fucking like the the amount of of just wrestling that oozes out of like whatever city they're in. So I think MJF needs that adrenaline hit. I do. I think he sees that as like. As, as something he needs to accomplish in his career. He goes on to talk about, like, you know, money. And, and, and I get it, right? Tony Khan is Tony Khan, man. He's the guy with pockets big enough to make you think, do I really need a WrestleMania moment? And he probably can pay him what he deserves. But I think if that money's close, 
Man, those 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 lights are brighter in WWE. But right. just the fact that guys are willing to talk about this yeah. freely and openly, and, and I know they said that they had a heated conversation, and I don't know how much of that's real and how much of that's a work. Uh, seems to me like it's probably real because Tony Khan does seem a little bit obsessed with like being the the favorite company of wrestlers. Yeah. Not necessarily the bigger or the better, but I think Tony Khan likes this idea that like we're the real wrestling company. Wrestlers love to be here. And so then if we get if it's true that Cody makes the jump from AEW to WWE, right? Mm-hmm. And there's rumors that there's another big name make looking to make the jump. And then if in 2024 MJF makes the jump, right? It kind of exposes a chink in the AEW armor that maybe Maybe it's not as amazing of a place as, as everybody thought it was. Maybe it was kind of the new kid and everybody liked it. Now the shininess, the honeymoon period starting to wear off for the wrestlers. And I guess if you're CM Punk or you're Brian Danielson, or you're one of those guys who can throw their weight around and do whatever they want, it's great. Uh-huh. But I, I think for some of the, like the, the younger guys and the mid card guys, it's not, it's not as fun of a place anymore. It's, it's, it's mini WWE. It's WWE 2.0. And don't get me wrong. This back and forth between AEW and WWE, it's only good for us fans. I agree. Like guys going from AEW to WWE is good. You need that. You need that road to go both ways because guys are going to step up when they make it to the other side. If that's a one-way road, then it, it does start to feel like AEW's just getting the guys who couldn't make it under the bright lights. Yeah. All right, what are you going to All right, so WWE released footage of Logan Paul having a training session this week um, prior to the grandest stage of them all. In the clip, Shane Helms uh, heaped praise for Paul's fast progression He says, training Logan Paul has been one of the easiest celebrity trainings I've ever done. He's a natural athlete, natural charisma, natural personality. It's just a matter of feeding him a little bit of information. He processes it, and the dude, uh, it's been super easy. Um, The Miz also chimed in. He said that Paul has been passing every test with flying colors. Um, Logan 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 Paul has... um, exceeded every bar every step of the way the kid is on another level so look and every time i talk about logan paul or i talk about pat mcafee there's a bevy of fucking internet trolls who come out of their their caves and they nobody cares about this match logan paul is taking a spot away from finn balor if you're mad about logan paul or pat mcafee out here training their asses off you got to look deep with inside of you to find out why you can't appreciate the level of dedication that these two guys can put into a childhood passion. We have to stop it with the guy didn't pay his dues bullshit. We mm. can't do that anymore. That's not how entertainment works. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who've put 20 plus years into this business, right? But these are guys who built their celebrity in other places and it translates into pro wrestling, just like it translates into pro boxing, right? Look what Jake Paul's doing. He takes all that celebrity he has and he's able to parlay it into maybe not the most technical boxing matches, but they're entertaining. And guys, this is world wrestling entertainment, this is meant to be, inter- this isn't, WWE's not out here trying to put on five-star matches throughout the entire card. A lot of this is meant to entertain. And these guys, the Pat McAfee's, the Logan Paul's, they come with built-in audiences. These guys have charisma that I dare say is in the top 5% of all pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's AEW and WWE included. These guys work microphones as good or better than most guys who've been doing this for 20 years. Because the problem is while some guys learn to flip around and jump and do do these really impressive moves, a lot of these guys forgot that there, there's another half to this business where you have to pick up a microphone and talk to people, right? True. And Pat McAfee and Logan Paul, they're athletes. You know, you can hate on Logan all you want, but he's an athlete. Yeah. Th- Logan Paul and Pat McAfee are more athletic than CM Punk. And that's not taking anything away from CM Punk, who's dedicated his whole life to being a pro wrestler. But what it's saying is these guys just applied that athleticism to a different sport. We can't be mad now that they're bringing that athleticism 
to to something that we grew up watching and that people have done for 20 years and can't figure out how to do it more exciting or, or with more charisma than these guys. Be ready to be surprised. That's all I'm saying is be ready to be surprised by the, the, the Pat McAfee match mm-hmm. and by the Logan Paul match. They're going to be bangers. Yes, sir. Those matches are going to excite, and they're going to do exactly what they need to do for the exact amount of time they need to do. Now, you want to be pissed off about the Johnny Knoxville fight? I get it. I don't believe that. I think that's a comedy act. Yeah. And if you wanted to replace that with Finn Balor, I would understand. But still, Sami Zayn's going to make something of it. It's going to be entertaining. And at the end of the day, that's why I'm watching wrestling. And, and that's why casual fans, people have to understand. That's why the casual wrestling community is watching wrestling. It's to be entertained. It's not necessarily to see who can do the, the best headlock or the best suplex. We Some of us just don't give a shit about that. True. All right, let's get into this week's uh, burning question. So I've over and over again, I've I've expressed extreme excitement the last couple weeks about WrestleMania 38. And I've listened to the internet wrestling community cry babies just try to fucking mock me and shit on my parade and tell me, ah, this is a mid, this card, this sucks. This isn't, they name off like a hundred other WrestleManias that they, that probably at the time they were shitting on that card too. But history, I guarantee you, history is going to show. And I'm making note of all these people who fucking come at me and go, this one sucks. This, th- this mania is going to be remembered very fondly. When, when this is all over, this mania is going to be remembered as one of the better. Trust me on this, man. From a casual, from a general casual audience who still can enjoy shit and don't have to shit on everything, this is a winning card. So without further ado, Lauren. Yes, sir. These are our official WrestleMania 38 predictions. All right, let's go. There's a lot of them. Let's go. So let's run through them. And I I am not sure about this at all. I'm not sure. Right off the bat, this is, I'm looking at mine, I'm looking at yours, and this fucking blows my mind right here. Let's go, let's go. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. You know I am team fucking Bianca. I have been ride or die with Bianca since day one. Yeah. And my prediction for this match fucking Becky Lynch. Bianca got the upper hand on Monday Night Raw, and that usually, ah, it usually leads to, to uh, ah, I don't know, I just, I'm twisted on this. I want Bianca to win, and I want Bianca to have that moment, but everything inside of me says, there is so much more juice to squeeze out of this orange, and with, with Becky getting her hair cut, if you want a fucking WrestleMania moment, you go snip, snip on the fucking braid, and that place just fucking... It's like when The Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar, just the... <gasps> if that braid gets fucking cut off, it's people... It's getting cut off. Oh, my God. The place is going to fucking go crazy. And and can they pull off a double turn? Could they Could they get the crowd behind... Bianca, I don't think so. If if she cuts the braid off, she's got to stay heel, right? Unless Bianca just, oh, man. Becky Lynch. I'm going Becky Lynch. I'm Bianca. Team Bianca all the way. So right there, right off the bat, we're, we're right off the bat, we're bumping heads. We got one possible match that could, that could sway this whole thing. Second match of the night. Uh, it's not second match. Our second match of the night here is The Miz and Logan Paul versus The Mysterios. Uh, we both have the same answer on this one. You want to go ahead and say it? The Miz and Logan. I believe that the Miz's do a win. I don't believe that you want Logan Paul walking out of there with a loss. And I believe this, hopefully, is the beginning of the end of the weird father-son relationship between Ray and Dominic Mysterio. It's time for for Dominic to uh, flap his wings on his own. The baby bird can fly. Yes, sir. Seth Rollins versus to be announced. And I labeled this, who will it be? Who will be the TBA in this match? You have written down here the one Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I think think so. Have written down here Shane McMahon. Now we're going to need to clarify something. This doesn't count for you if Cody interferes in any other match. You understand this, correct? Um, If, If I'm going Cody. If this match is billed. As Seth Rollins versus Shane McMahon, and then Cody Rhodes sticks his little nose inside of it, you don't get the point. I get the point. I don't think that works. Shane McMahon. 
Boom. Mark it down. Cody Rhodes. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. You have... Oh, my God. This is the first time I'm seeing this. You have Happy Corbin winning this match? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You Gotta don't... shake things up There's a no bit. way... Like, they've kept Drew on the burner for so long. There's no way you can... Uh, you can you can bury you Drew add McIntyre. Some sets up in life, you know. Just keep no, I see. I I called this a couple weeks ago. I think we're gonna get uh, Bum Corbin again. I think Happy Corbin's gonna lose. I think uh, Madcap Moss is gonna turn on him. They've been teasing it for so long, right? I think Drew goes over because Drew deserves to go over. Mm-hmm. And I think Drew McIntyre wins this match. All right. Uh, the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Enric Boobs. Yeah. Who you got? Enric Boobs. Um, Usos. Duh. Me too. I don't think you, this is kind of an extenuation of the the championship match between Brock and Roman. Yeah. And you can't take the wind out of those cells. And I just don't think a, a tag team of Shinsuke and Boogs thrown together. No. I do think there is a, there's a potential for them to win it the next night or in the near future. But right now the bloodline is the hottest thing. On, on, on wrestling television, yeah. it would just almost be stupid to take mm-hmm. those belts off of them at this point. All right. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Charlotte, duh. You have Charlotte. Yeah. That's interesting. And I I played with this back and forth, but I think Ronda Rousey wins. I don't think Ronda comes back to get beat unless it really was just for a paycheck. And if it was, fuck her. That's I think bullshit. she's there for the paycheck. All right. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. And since we don't know if this is a match, I put who takes more stunners? Uh, Kevin Owens takes more stunners, but he wins. Wins whatever it is. He yes. gets the upper hand. Yes. Mm, I go Kevin Owens takes more stunners, and I don't have any fucking clue what's going to happen in that. I I just, like, I'm just going to enjoy that. that that's going to be pure nostalgia for me. Seeing Stone Cold in the ring again. And hopefully it turns into a match. Either Saturday to end the show, or maybe they roll it over to Sunday with a match on Sunday. Uh, Edge versus AJ Styles. We both went the same here. Yes, sir. Both went Edge. Edge's character already, once again, he reinvents himself. It's too interesting to just put a halt yeah, on that right off the bat. You can't have him overshadow AJ Styles and then be like, no, I'm just kidding. We don't want to I think that this is one of those moments where like Edge beats AJ Styles and either turns him to like a disciple or this just continues on and and like AJ gets his his retribution down the line. I feel like there's 57 fucking matches. That that was uh, that that was I think the we did Saturday, this is Sunday. Edge and AJ was the first Sunday. Okay. Women's Tag Team Championship. We both have Sasha and Naomi. We don't really need to talk about this. This match is, this is a time match. They, they insert these matches in to kind of gauge where the time's at. This would be the first match that could get booted off the card if things are running long. Okay. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. We both easy. went Pat McAfee. Pat Mac. Which I don't think, you say easy, but I don't think that's easy. the consensus in the world is that Pat will For win this match. anybody who has a brain, it's Pat McAfee. Ooh, that's ooh, that's a little bit of a fighting word mm-hmm. there. That was a, that was a little bit of an I'm IWC like confident. snobby. But I'm confident in my man. Pat. I'm gonna have to tell you though. I feel like you might have slid a little bit into the IWC snobby shit there Don't, with I'm not like a snob. anybody who has a brain. I'm not a snob. I feel like anybody could feel anything they want to. I, no. I'm a little. I'm offended. No, you gotta go, this Pat Mac. All the way. This is a casual wrestling podcast. Pat Mac all the way. I'm Pat Mac too. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Oh, we have a difference in opinion here. I want Johnny here for shits and giggles. <laughs> Just for fun? Just yeah. I, there's no way. It could happen. Like, Sammy has, I guess. It could happen. Not, anything can happen. But I guess if they keep the conspiracy going. But I feel like Sammy's got to win this. Like, we can't. Sammy, like, what happened? Sammy, a couple weeks ago, was in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And now he's at WrestleMania fighting against uh, Johnny Knoxville and the Intercontinental Championships long gone. Exactly. RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Who do you got? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, you I, I put Alpha as Academy, well. but I lied. I'm going to put RK Bro. You're switching RK Bro. It's RK Bro, yes. Let me change that. Mm, I, I liked this better when you had Alpha Academy there. 
I don't like it now that you're going RK bro. I'm going RK bro because that is my boys. And I think that's the, uh, that is the odds on favorite to win this match. I love them. I just, at some point we got to build towards the, the Randy Orton and Riddle. No. Going at each other. Yeah, no, they're too friendly. I all this happy hugging shit. Randy's hugging him all the time. Yeah. That's what he likes. It's gotta be leading up to, to Riddle turning on him. We'll see. Bobby Lashley versus Omas. I, you know, I just don't like Omos. He's boring to me. I agree. But so, I have zero clue on this. Like I picked Bobby Lashley. To me, this is a momentum stopper for either person. So unless it ends with like the ring imploding, which you can't do that because you got other matches you have to have. I don't know what I don't know what the benefit of this match is, right? Bobby Lashley, we've been hearing for a long time he was gonna get pushed. And if he loses to Omos, that's definitely a momentum stopper. And then we've had Omas, who's seemingly been unbeatable and, and almost impossible to knock down, and Lashley knocked him down. But Omas losing to Lashley would be a momentum stopper. So I went Omas just because I still feel like the WWE's going to try to shove him down our throats. And you went Bobby Lashley. That's Bobby interesting. Lashley. Yes, and sir. then we got the main event. Uh-huh. We got the, th- the thing, everything, everything hinges on this. Okay. And and I have I've rode hard. I'm for, confident in my pick. I have rode hard for Brock Lesnar. I there were times in this journey the last six weeks where I even shouted out hashtag team Brock. But then I sat down and I really took a, like an introverted look and a, a deep intro perspective look. And I can't betray my tribal chief. No, my bro. head of the table. I can't betray the bloodline. It's Brock the Rock all the way. I am Brock the Rock. That's interesting. Yep. You threw the rock in yep. there. Brock the Rock. You, you got you got him. vibes the rock's gonna show up? Maybe. Ooh, you got secret information? You've been talking to Dave Meltzer? Definitely Meltzer Feltzers. <laughs> I got Roman Reigns. Hashtag team Roman Reigns. I I'm oh my God. That's crazy. So we got some we got some difference yeah. here. We we'll got see. A, we'll see this when is I be take interesting that away from you, but okay. I'm interested in to see what the people submit and see how it lines up. I usually a get a I can get a pretty good feel if I start looking at the contest uh, contest entries. I have to look at my boy Corey's. I didn't look at any Corey's usually pretty pretty on the pulse. Mine came straight from the heart. I didn't look up anything either. I th- this this was one hundred percent just looking at the matches and, and calling it. Uh, all right, let's move on to, let's finish off the show with 20 questions. All right, let's go. So this one, I believe you told me this is a home homegrown one. You, you chose this one. I chose this one. Yes. All right. So let's start right off the bat. Is this person currently wrestling in the WWE? No. Okay. Is this person associated with the WWE? Yes. Is this person on a legends contract? <coughs> no. Is this person from the attitude era? No. Pre-attitude era? No. How many questions did I just burn through already? Five. Has this person wrestled in the last five years? Yes. Okay. You said not currently wrestling, wrestled in the last five years. Um, is this a male superstar? Nope. Okay, so we're dealing with the interesting. Does this person have colored hair? Nope. That eliminates a lot. Uh, <laughs> has this person wrestled in the last year? In the last year? Yeah, within the last year. Yes. Okay, so that makes a little more sense. Has this person ever been a world champion, a women's champion, Raw or SmackDown? Yes. Okay. I know where we're going with this. Is this person currently injured? Because that was a real uh, sneaky fucking mm-hmm. move there on question one to say that uh, this person's not currently wrestling. Okay. Is this person currently injured? Yes. Is this Bailey? Ah! Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. How did you get it? I, I, I think you know when it's mine that it's got to be somebody yes, that I know. That, number one, when it's you, I definitely know we're not going into the history books. <laughs> um, knowing that it's not a legend and not Attitude Era and not from pre-Attitude Era mm-hmm. led me to, to believe that, okay, here we go with this tricky bullshit, right? And I was ready for it this time. 
not I wouldn't I wouldn't fall behind on the tricky bullshit. But yeah. And then I got to the colored hair question. That eliminates a lot because I thought it could have been Asuka. Yeah. But but once you get the colored hair out, well, we need to there's have, not a lot there's not a lot of women who don't who have non colored hair who've wrestled in the last year. Yeah. People gotta remember to send me in uh submissions. You gotta reach out. You gotta reach out to the people. This is me reaching out. Send me your ideas. This has been another episode of the CWC Wrestling Podcast. Make sure to tune in every week and make sure to submit your choices for the WrestleMania Pick'em Contest at IamNerdyD.com slash contest. Uh, make sure to check out the first episode of CWC uh, Dark Match, which is the after show to this show, which comes on immediately after this. Uh, we'll talk more casually about some of the news we didn't get to in this week's episode. Uh, as always, I am the Notorious Nerdy D. That is Level Up Lauren. And I gave you a bell to press and you've refused to press it. So give me, that, give me that bootleg ass bell sound effect you made. Ding, ding, ding.